The days are warming up and summer joy is on the rise. It's time to shine with Black-owned products from Target. Adulting is all about self-care and we are all about skin care down to the kitchen table on getting grown. So make sure you're protecting that melanin glow with some Black Girl Sunscreen, honey. One of my personal faves. Humidity-proof your hair with Myel Organics Sculpting Custard and stay hydrated in the summer. Heat with Defy Water. When you invest in yourself, you're investing in what's next for the Black community. You and the community together are Black beyond measure. Staying active and moving that body yaddy yaddy around is essential for our health. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero-calorie, zero-sugar fitness water among national enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. As crazy as life gets, Propel is here to help keep you doing you. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles like your girl who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel Immune Support, the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Now we're going to do this thing a little different tonight. <laughs> yes. You're going to come over and pick me up in your right. Mm, mm, mm. You're going to knock, then you're going to wait. Yes. Ooh, you're going to take me on a day. Yes. You're going to open my door. Uh-huh. And I'm going to reach over and open yours. Yes. Gonna pay for dinner, hey. take me to see a movie, hey. and whisper in my ear how you really wanna do me. Hey. Girl, now take me home and get up in my pants. Pour me up a shot and force me to the bed. Hey. I'm always on the top, tonight I'm on the bottom. Cause we trading places. <laughs> Go ahead, sis. Go on, get, get, get. Get it, get it, gone, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. It has been such an Usher Raymond appreciation season. It since, has. And, and I am here for it. I'm totally to, here for it. I had to eat my original words last week. I told you all that I was literally just looking at them being two dancing ass niggas. But as Kia broke it down Listen. further, you're absolutely right. There's no comparison. Uh, you, we've just they got can to do dance it. against each other. They can. I will say, I still stand but by that. But we have got to be. But musically, no. Yes. Musically, we've just no. got to call things things. Usher yeah. stepped up on the scene in 1994. 25 years ago. Literally. When, was when My Way came out. came out. My Way. My, but but I'm, going, t- I'm thinking about all I do is think of you. Holding right before that. Someone when he was a twinager. Don't make me lose my mind. I mean, a jam has, jam. Didn't uh, who who found him then? Puffy? Who Jermaine? Dupri? No, who I felt like it then? was. Was that? I thought it was like L. A. Reed or somebody. Maybe, probably L. A. Reed found everybody with his old, his old hateful ass. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my L. A. Reed story? No, I never told you all that. Okay, so <laughs> Maybe back you in the gap, I used Maybe to work did. at Def Jam. Okay, yes. 
right? I had to deal with, first of all, let me just say this. I have multiple L.A. read encounters. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but this very first one, I was working at Def Jam, and Rihanna's Loud album was getting ready to come out. Nah, mm. nah, 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 come on! <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it was the pre-sale week for Rihanna's Loud album, and it was like, a big deal. She was a Def Jam artist, you know, so we, it, that's what everything was happening for in, you know, in the office. So everybody's playing the new Rihanna at their desk, except me. I am playing <laughs> little brother or something. I don't know. I'm doing my work at my desk at work. L.A. Reed walks by because he's going to see my uh, supervisor. We're going to eliminate that boss word from the category. Mm -hmm. so he's going to see my supervisor and he stops and he looks at me at my desk with his sassy ass and he says why aren't you playing the new Rihanna album I said because I don't want to Oh Lord. and he gave me the ugliest look and walked away <laughs> and that is my LA read encounter <laughs> and then I ended up moving over and working at got a job at Sony was working at Sony and um it was a couple years. It was a few years in where they were announced. L.A. Reid is moving to Sony. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I will always give L.A. Reid motherfucking stank eye anytime I see him. Man, listen. He's, he, had, he really tried to bitch at me. He's like, why aren't you playing the new Rihanna album? I was like, because I don't want to listen to it. Fuck out of here, nigga. What kind of question is that with your bald-headed ass? Anyway, praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> praise the Lord, niggas. Indeed. Indeed. Longest intro ever. Man, welcome to this ghetto. Uh, listen, we talk about the ghettos. Excuse me. We Welcome to this show, which is not ghetto. Mm -hmm. But we do discuss the ghettos of adulthood, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. And it is yeah. very ghetto over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like staunchly in the middle of the Ten Commandments right now, nigga. Locusts, blood on the door. We're Boils. also heavily in the Book of Revelations as well. I mean, I also mean. Matthew the twenty fourth chapter. <laughs> Don't just saying. The beast got seven heads. Listen, what, nigga? We're doing so much. There's we so are much. these. These are the perilous times that. <laughs> these are the times Listen. we don't wish for Listen. perilous times <laughs> commissioned if you are a church baby like me you know about commission commission had a song back in the 90s called perilous times and that's exactly what we found ourselves in Ooh, yes hard to deal with <sighs> oh, man how are you doing oh i'm cool i'm good i'm i'm uh where I'm negative, families, all of us oh, are negative. Yay, um, glory. And COVID negative as well. Uh, oh. And <laughs> for sure. And oh, I did definitely do that pa that parent challenge um, with Noah, with the kids. I did, but I could. First and foremost, I accidentally deleted the video mm. because I don't know how to work. I know that Noah gave us and a performance. Oh, baby, and it included a karate kick. I'm so upset. <laughs> so upset that we don't have this moment captured. You sound like my sister-in-law. She was like, are you serious? I was like, I know, I'm a dummy. <laughs> so um, 
I definitely did that. But no, I'm good. We've been in this house, uh, sick of each other. And, you know, now we're negative so we can, you know, the first time, the, the first the day after we were negative, like fully tested a couple of times, mm-hmm. we took ourselves to the beach. We said we're going to go do something outside. I love that. Uh, and, in, you know, just enjoy our time. Um, and now that's we're just trying to do outside activities away from other people because, again, biblical times. Mm. It's time for some basura. Um, there's not much here because I've been very honest and transparent with you all about how I care about nothing anymore. Um, but in fuck ass political news, Mm. Arizona has now passed a law that basically bans people from filming within eight feet of police. I saw that. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all just, they're not even trying to hide it. They can bust up in your house. Ain't no rights. They can shoot people without consequence. And now, and then we went from they must wear body cams to you may not film within eight feet. So y'all better get real creative with these zoom-ins. Mm. I mean, not listen. that it really matters because it's not like they really face much consequence as it is well, that's also, regardless. Also very true. But I think <clears throat> we just want to have to be a bit more resourceful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is uh, that is news that I just was irritating. Um. <clears throat> Everything else I didn't care about, but I thought this, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was uh, entertaining in its own right. You all know down here that our favorite resident clown is none other than Tyrese Gibson. Mm. Um, you know, and Tyrese is on the internet yet again, making a fool of himself. Really? Yes, I discovered it looking for trash. And while I while I was getting ready to omit the entire segment, <laughs> I said, well, we could definitely get into Tyrese's social media posts. Oh, Lordy. <clears throat> so Tyrese is newly single, allegedly. I'm using that word at the end of everything so we don't get sued. <laughs> so Because I don't have any, newly anything single. to give Tyrese. Not nothing. One thing. Nothing to give Tyrese. Not one A dictionary, thing. perhaps. <laughs> um and so <laughs> he's newly single and very bitter and angry about his breakup with his wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I just thought we would read some of Tyrese's posts. Oh, recently. Lord. Do we have to do this? Um, Tyre, this, 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 the words that I'm about to read were paired with apparently an image. Uh, and a video of a snake choking another animal. <clears throat> Stop trying to convince me that your daughter is not a snake. I just want to be released from this strong, devilish allure, the sexual seduction of a masterful manipulator who knows how to convince everyone that she's not mean of there to kill you. I don't... <laughs> Please, God, release me. Mm. Release me from your poison. <clears throat> oh. 
Release me from your stronghold. The release Lord, me. Who is he talking to? <laughs> I, I think he's asking God to release him of all these things from the lady. Oh. Um, release me from your stronghold. You're with an I. There was a typo because he was typing fast. Uh, <laughs> release me. I belong to the kingdom. I have so much more I work to, to do. The kingdom? Wait a second. <laughs> I am single now and I want everyone to DM. Have fun with at his wife's name. She's verified now and wasn't ready to be married. She still wanted to go big Zane, live her best life. I want to get married and settle down and really, really nest and embrace the comforts of this family and married life. I wait. I smoke hookah at home every day. So I don't want to be in your clubs or around your women. I want to stay home and be the hardworking family man that I am. (laughs) I am confounded. (laughs) The next post (laughs) with a picture of her. Damn, I think I have a type now. She posted this, not me. I just follow the sexiest people on Instagram and get in trouble for liking their posts. I just want to feed you and we go to church together. I'm lost out here without my wife and family. I can't be stable if my home isn't stable. Stability is important. I got the money. I got the mansions. I got whatever you need. I just need to figure out how to get married and stay married for the rest of my life. Who has the secret? I'm ready to listen and lean. (laughs) And learn? (laughs) <laughs> and then lastly biscuit head ass dj envy posted Why a video i don't know how he's in this but we're about to find out oh, um uh, he had a video of him and his wife uh on a billboard okay. and then <laughs> oh they're also power loudspeakers aren't they <laughs> I don't Jay, care. Please. Still biscuit head ass DJ. Oh, God. And so then, <laughs> so then Tyrese posts. <laughs> this is the face of an honorable, good, good man okay. who works Stop hard right to keep there. his. Wait, hold on. No, no you. Uh-uh. Who works hard to keep his Puerto no. Rican facial hairs trimmed to perfection. And he sits across from his co hosts, Angela Yee and DJ Envy, who are the co hosts of the most dangerous morning show called The Breakfast Club AM. They are a match made in heaven. You never want to ranch out the show. What does that mean? Unless they are all there. Swipe and see my message to the star of the show. See the God. Talk your shit, bro. I'm coming to see you, King. And it's going to be the biggest ratings and viewership in years. Like Floyd Mayweather and Evander Holyfield. Two different weight classes. (laughs) Holyfield was the biggest boxer in the world who sold King Rich Forever. Who's Rich Forever? Oh, wait. Rich Forever. That's, um, isn't that, is that, what's his face? Rick Ross, you're asking the wrong. Who sold one. King Rich Forever, a super mansion, and Floyd Mayweather travels on Air Mayweather. So where do you want to land? In the end, I want the mansion and the family and the wife and the four wheelers and the seven hundred acres and to be the best friends with the with the mayor of Atlanta and have Creflo Dollar Mega Church what three minutes. Is he talking up about? The street from what me. does this mean? <laughs> we all live in the I'm ATL very because I'm almost sure I'm Jesus concerned. walked no, on the ground of no, Atlanta. No, that no, we as a culture no. have so much there. We, I'm in Buckhead. Holla at me, but please come see me with my this future wife. I am single now and hate this shit every day. What? I hate it, bro. I hate it. If you ask 
what did see the god say this or do to me recently concerning. nothing i'm still festering and harboring shit from the past this is not funny it is concerning <laughs> i'm sorry i I'm am sorry. very concerned You're right it is concerning it's i know i'm sorry what maybe is we happening? should take it out of no. the show <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry Tyrese is just when Tyrese gets on the internet Tyrese and I just but you're right there's clearly some sort of something is not happening. right this is not right humans <laughs> I did not know that I was getting ready to read Tyrese having a mental health breakdown or what appears so, to be some or sort what appears of, to be one let me not diagnose yes what appears um, to be something that is wrong <laughs> So I was in no way, shape, or form making fun of breakdowns. I just thought this was good Tyrese ribbing. Tyre and, and, and this is something that, you know, we have in the past. Like Jade said earlier, uh, what what mistake did he make? What was Throwing a tile. Yes, we just thought that Tyrese was throwing in the tile. We thought he was throwing in the tile. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that this was much, much, much more deeper. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, a very deep set of circumstances that we don't have the means or the interest in involving ourselves in. Yes. And so that being said, that escalated quickly. But we are, we are going <laughs> to forge on and we are praying yes. and hoping and encouraging everyone to prioritize their emotional wellness oh and yes and stay off the internet while you're very, doing very it important. very important people like me get confused and i we have to be careful and responsible and uh something is not something is is Amiss. Something's amiss. Something's amiss. And uh, I very much take. It was that last one where I was like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, things got very like, okay, I don't know what's happening here, but this. Zero to 100. It was that last post. Throw it in reverse <clears throat> and yeah. get the heck out of here. All I saw was Biscuit Head ass DJ MV and didn't know. That it was that the words were just about to go. Whew. Mm. Loopity loop. Uh, but we do have some shout outs. All right. So I think we should just Let's swiftly move in that direction. Move forward toward some positivity. The shite out. My sister's popping right now. Like. Oh, it is time for shout outs. And I've got two this week Ooh. that I am actually very excited for both of them. Mm. First and foremost, um, so I've been working with a writer, uh, actually, who is helping me with some verbiage uh, for various projects that I'm working on. Um, you know, and you know, sometimes you've got to you've got to defer to the people who have the strengths that you do not. It's about and outsourcing. So it's an outsourcing. So I said. Yes. Listen, this is the message I'm trying to convey. This is the tone in which I would like to convey it. Help me, please. So I would like to introduce Lydia Nichols, who um, 
essentially her branding is if it involves words, I probably do it. (laughs) So she does personal branding and marketing, press releases, website content, ghostwriting, speech writing. And those are just a few examples of ways in which she supports and values um, driven black creative professionals. So I will have she actually uh, communicates via her DM mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, and then you can take it over into the email streets. And so I will leave that information in the description box so that you can reach out to her directly if that is a service that you're looking for in various capacities. Oh, yeah. uh, but that is a shout out that is based off of, again, uh, current work that I'm doing with her now. And um, I'm really excited with the things that are rolling out uh and how helpful this has been. Sometimes you got to outsource and I nobody to outsource better than to other black people who oh, know what they right. doing. You know what I'm saying? And then we oh, keep outsourcing. Right. Look at that. It creates a what? Ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Ah. So that's our first shout out this week. <clears throat> our second shout out is none other than girl. Along with my partner Santana for For the Culture Catering. We are coming bike with uh, our Caribbean nacho pop-up. So our nachos are nachos that you have just never had ever in your life. You've never had any nachos like these. I am super confident in saying that. You know what I'm saying? They have changed lives. They have changed palates. You know what I'm saying? And so they include a a coconut curried bean, Mm. a smoky spicy chili. We Mm. do homemade pickles, a homemade cilantro crema. We got our our secret freckle sauce, which is a guava pepper sauce with a lot of delicious things in it. And... um, yeah, we want you to come and be a part. You also have some libations because, you know, that's how we get down to a watermelon jalapeno mint limeade and a blueberry lavender limeade as well. Adult beverages only. Mm-hmm. Um, pick up only next Saturday, July 23rd, Clinton Hill in Brooklyn. Uh, you receive all of the information once you confirm your order via online. So I will have that information in the description box as well. It is a Shopify link where you can go and place your order ahead of time. There's a strong, uh, a strict pickup window from 12 to 4. And um, we just want you to come partake in some some culture delicious food, cultural delicious food. Exciting. So I'll have all that information again in the description box. You can defer to my social media as well. I love it. But... Those are some of the shout outs this week. I love it. Um, Thank you. Y'all know that, you know, I stand for Chef Jade's cuisines. She and Santana are a culinary dream together. And if you are are in the uh, New York metropolitan area, it is in your best interest to get you some of this good food. You yes. deserve July twenty third. You deserve yes. It. You deserve it. Vegan options available. Also, too, as well. Yes. And writing, so. writing, and writers are essential oh, to our collective so. wealth and productivity as a people. And Absolutely. So, and there, and there is no shame in being a person because I feel like we can mm. all benefit from someone who, and I say that as someone who writes for a living. I I absolutely know that there are people who have different skill sets and different areas of expertise when it comes to communicating Mm -hmm. different thoughts and ideas. And so there don't feel any shame. Don't feel any kind of way of 
reaching out and utilizing resources, work smarter, not harder. So I am Absolutely. so excited that you're sharing. What's Thank her name? You. Marissa? Did I mess? Lydia. Lydia. Lydia Nichols. Lydia. I'm um, so glad that you're sharing Lydia's information because she. Yes. Her, her Instagram work. is at Lydia. Oh, at Lydia Yolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, L-Y-D-I-A. Y-O-L-A-N. But I agree with you. I, um, you know, as I was just trying to clean some things up, we got uh, <clears throat> some pants coming out soon. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just trying to get all of those things together. I said, you know, I would like to clean this verbiage up, but let me defer to somebody who, and then she ended up posting one day, promoting herself. Mm-hmm. And I already enjoy her works mm-hmm. i enjoy reading her her, her 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 various works and so i was like you know what that's a service i didn't even think about let me hit her up it relates to her what i was looking for we started going back and forth very pleased with what i received and you know i haven't put everything out there but i'm just i love how it looks on you know on whatever iteration it is that we're working on and i'm like okay this is exactly what i wanted to convey in the tone that i wanted to convey it with maybe some verbiage I might not have thought about, but I, I enjoy this. I like this. And the thing about it too is we all have strengths. Mm-hmm. We have to use who we have in the community. Everybody has to be utilized in some way. So like you said, there's no shame if something is mm-hmm. not yours. Like it's plenty I don't know how to do. Most things actually. Most things. Most things. <laughs> I mean, I think our 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 position in life is to, you know, master the things that our hands have been given and then absolutely you know and and, and nothing nothing more like absolutely you know absolutely uh and there, and i think we have got to remember and be mindful of distinctions between you know being interested in something being passionate about something being purposed to do something all of those things can and should and or just being you know, fulfilled in doing something like everything that you are good at doesn't have to become mm-hmm. uh, a job. Everything that you're passionate mm-hmm. about doesn't have to be monetized in a particular sort of way. And sometimes, you know, there are things that you may not love, but you're good at and you can monetize it. So, I mean, it's all about having that sort of balance, working um, to create and curate a life that fu- that's fulfilling for you. And if that means yep. that having somebody else do the heavy lifting of of um you know a, a piece a portion or you know aspect of your work then you know mm-hmm. that's what it's all about that's how we build that's what it is that's how we build so i love that shout out to um these two wonderful shout outs and we yeah, are going you. to head over to the kitchen table now jade and i uh like i said before um in the spirit of a, a true disclaimer this, what you're going to get at the kitchen table today is sort of like a sneak peek of some of our more intimate Patreon conversation. So our Patreon yes. community, um, you know, kind of like the friend zone has the gated community. Our getting go- grown Patreons, like, you know, we have the kitchen table and then you got like the, the safety net. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You there know, you there's go. a special inner circle the formal living room yes <laughs> you know the sitting room you got the kitchen table and then yes. you got the sitting room yes. where you go to have the real deal conversations and so the page our patreon is kind of like you know come on in here and sit down 
and uh yeah. you know we get really <clears throat> intimate and personal jade and i mm-hmm. both sort of disclose some personal things and we just ask you to respect uh our truth and our transparency we're honoring uh, we, we are honoring our humanity and being uh, very honest about negotiating some difficult times uh, and circumstances in our personal lives. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the extent possible, uh, we ask that you sort of just honor that and be respectful and uh, in your in your comments and in you know all 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 that goes with it, um, I'll say that uh, this is this is me processing, and uh, this is not me dragging or disrespecting or no. dishonoring. Uh, Jade nor I, we are in no way mm-hmm. dishonoring or trying to bring shame um, or disrespect to our families. We are, um, on the other hand, being honest about some of the real hard things that come with um, communicating across generational divides and dealing with change and transition in family as it relates to life and death and Mm -hmm. all that comes Mm -hmm. in between. Um, It was an impromptu conversation. So it's not fleshed out or yeah it's not it's not neat and tidy doesn't uh, doesn't have a, a clean start or finish we really just wanted to i just kind of had something on my heart and started talking it through and said that i wanted to bring it to the kitchen table but wasn't really sure how but just in our conversation it ended up being um it's one of those moments where you know we started to hit on some things that that we thought that the larger community could benefit from. And so this is just the beginning of a conversation that we hope to continue. We want y'all to join us um, and feel safe enough to share um, what resonates with you. And as we start thinking about how to have a more formal conversation about these things and identify some resources or some people um, who have some skills and expertise to help us sort of think through some of these things we're talking about Mm -hmm. as it relates to negotiating family dynamics. Um, Y'all let us know if there are people that you think we should hit up that should be a part of this conversation or would have helpful insight into some of the questions that we raise. Um, But yeah, man, we're just being honest about what's happening right now in hopes that it will resonate with all of you yeah because we're all trying to figure out just how to make sense of of this thing that we call life as adults real live adults in the year of our lord 2022 so we so we hope you all enjoy the conversation yes we do on to the kitchen table So if you're anything like me, when you're looking for things to eat, if you're booking a brunch, a dinner reservation, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the right plate of eggs Benedict. 
ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else. ZocDoc has you covered. The mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Since you can read verified patient reviews from real people when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that's right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely, that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com grown and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoccom slash grown. ZocDoc.com slash grown. So this was something I wanted to talk about on the show, but I feel like it might be a little too close to my current situation for me to talk about freely. But okay. I'll hopefully in time, I'll be able to, because okay. I think my family is negotiating some huge transitions right now. Mm-hmm. And what has become so apparent to me is that there are some very large generational divides Ooh, within Ooh. our family. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is, and I don't know, maybe we can't talk about it, but it is something that I think we need to, we got to like rally the girls around the kitchen table. We got to get to the bottom of this because I don't know how we're going to make it. Because I'm saying that my grandparents, and my mom and her siblings and me, we're talking about three different worlds. We yeah. see one thing three different ways. Yeah. And there has been so, there's so much labor mm-hmm. and even trying to get us all to a common place of mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it is exhausting and it just shuts all manner of communication down. Like all of it. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with my mom a couple of days ago and my grandfather had said something and I was just like, what do you mean by that? Like, I was talking to him just about how, you know, when my parents separated, me and Brian were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even five, I don't think. Mm. So yeah, yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. was like two, three, I was four. So we're talking like 86, mm-hmm. 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we we left and moved in with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, I, I've always said, acknowledging my parents, my mom as my mom, I've always said that my grandparents and my mom raised us because mm-hmm. we were all there together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sort of just sort of reflecting with my grandfather just on how you know, they never tried to replace my mom or my parents in any way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have a very strong relationship and connection just based on the fact that, you know, I was just as much raised with them, um, you know, as I feel like almost my mom was. But mm-hmm. I said something, I said something like that to him. And his response was something around the lines of like, I know that you lead a different lifestyle and I don't want to get into your, he's like, I always just want to give you sort of 
you know, I, I want to respect your choices and respect your decision. And I was looking at, looking around, like, what is he talking about? Like, what? <laughs> like, that was just not where I expected him to go. And I was just like, what lifestyle is he talking? What? Like, I was, I was like, huh? And so I was, I was uh, talking to my mom about it, and she was just like, well, your grandparents struggle very often around things that they see just out in the world that they don't understand. And so mm-hmm. um, things that are just like preferences or choices, whether it be like how I wear my hair or mm-hmm. how I dress or mm-hmm. uh, what kind of work I do or like things to, that to me you know, sort of just go by based on where I fit, where I am, how I feel, not necessarily connected to who I am at my core, but, mm-hmm. you know, just rep- like, you know, just where I am in life right now. So, like things that are not super deep to me, mm-hmm. they consider as like deep, like fundamental things about myself. Mm. And so mm. realizing that like the way that I wear my hair or the way that I dress um, or don't dress. Mm-hmm. My grandparents seem to have deemed those, like they make assumptions about those things. Like they use that to assume that I've made, like this is who I am. Character assignments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a clumsy job of talking through this, but. No, it's okay. I have COVID I, brain. So I. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, so I'm saying, so me saying like, you know, like me wearing my hair like this communicates a message to my grandfather that I have certain values and sensibilities when at the end of the day, I'm still very much me and I, I do everything mm-hmm. that I've always done, but he sort of sees how I show up in the world mm-hmm. as like a lifestyle choice. And she was mm-hmm. like, I have to work with them constantly because mm-hmm. they make these very general assumptions about people based off very superficial things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been trying to help them to understand that the depth that they are assigning certain things is like not as deep right now. So I was telling him about, you know, jo- jobs and interviews and things that I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. And midway through the conversation, I realized that my grandfather was trying to figure out how I was being considered for these kind of positions or doing this kind of work looking this way. Like it may, like in the middle of my conversation, I realized he's like, how is this girl with these shape sides and these nails how is she leading mm-hmm. anything? Like, mm-hmm. like, so his mm-hmm. questions were very like, it was, it, it was curious, but it was very much like, I don't get it. And as I'm telling him sort of like, was it how like confusion I, with like a touch of judgment? Yes. Crazy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always. Yeah. And it's, and it's been, I really have been doing some work around we talked about this before, like, I know that my grandfather loves me mm-hmm. and it is not his intention mm-hmm. or his desire to judge me mm-hmm. or 
patronize me or even hit me with the patriarchy sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. But it happens. Mm -hmm. And I have to work very hard to see him and love him and accept him mm-hmm. knowing that he may not have the capacity to see me and accept me the way that I am. Mm-hmm. And that is some really deep, heavy things, heavy work. That's, that's some real deep, heavy, 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 heavy work. Cause I told you in, in Fran yeah. and Crystal, like, my grandparents very much believe that I'll never be married and I won't have children mm-hmm. because I made a choice. And that that's a bad thing if you if you yes. well mm-hmm. yes or or yes. like yeah but you know what and I was going to share this with you too because even in more conversation that I've had I had the opportunity to have with my grandma really sort of added some context to her comments. Mm-hmm. Um that makes me realize that like, even how the conventional way that women were socialized to think about marriage Mm -hmm. and the husband's role and how sort of like power and control and and those dynamics are situated in relationship. You know, my grandmother making comments about that. She's not coming from a place of judgment. Because I, I've learned or I'm realizing that her saying things like, I'm grateful that you can take care of yourself means that oh, shit. maybe there means means that like in a marriage, there's certain sort of choices I wouldn't be positioned to make autonomously. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to depend or rely or consult or confer with a man in order to sort of move about my life in a particular kind of way. So I, I'm just been chilling on a lot and thinking through a lot. And it's just something that I feel like we got to figure out how to do. And I wonder if there might be some people who are resource or experienced. Cause I don't even know like who do we ask? Do we talk to a counselor? Do we just talk to an older person? I want us to have this conversation because I want us to figure out like, there's just a lot here and I feel like I'm not alone in it. And no. I want to, <laughs> you, and I you want, know, I, I have a complicated to... relationship yes. with my grand yes. parents. And it's funny. Cause I actually talked to my grandmother the other day because mm-hmm. She's not doing good. She she got to go on dialysis. Her kidneys are failing. Um, and this is a lady who's like, so I'm gonna put <laughs> I'm gonna put her business out there. <laughs> My grandmother is vain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yes, we've talked about her before. Yeah, and all yes, and, and her I lips and tucks from yes, early, like, right? Like <laughs> it's always about the aesthetic. You see, oh baby. <laughs> she's Jane Fonda in my head. She's very yes. just like, uh, and I love know? me some Jane Fonda down. To me the too, but it also Frankie that level of vanity comes yes, with Grace and Frankie, honey. It, it it comes with me and you. It comes with um. <laughs> 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 it comes exactly. with a lot of. I don't want to say pressure because it can create pressure, right? Depending upon how you take it, so. She's very weight conscious. Mm. She's always been a dancer. She was a dancer before she became 
whatever. But she's 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 super weight conscious and very. It's always a comment about this or that, and y'all know how I am. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm not feeding into whatever this bullshit is. So it's always been like a a bit of a struggle, right? And so they view me as this like rebellious mm-hmm. heathen. Same. Because also, but then <laughs> I say stuff that I know you don't say. Right. That's not. <laughs> that I, you know. Yeah, yes. um, <clears throat> and then you have the added, the added complication of uh, my grandparents have two kids, my father and my uncle. My uncle has been on crack mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, as long as I have ever known, he's been on crack. And that has created other dynamics. And it's just, it. there's a lot of layers there. There's a lot yes. of layers. And then I've called them out for their, you know, uh, their um, lack of, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? This damn COVID brain. Um, them not forming their own relationship with Noah, not making it an effort, mm, 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 you know, mm. and the expectation that, oh, well, you're all of the grandkids, so you need to be the ones to, and I'm like, mm, no, we're going, when you don't make an effort here, you don't get an effort from me. Like, let's be very clear. This is my child. Like she came from me and you don't get to use that as your excuse. And I'm not going to have that. And I've What's so funny, so with my mom's parents, I was closer with my mom. I was actually pretty close with all of my grandparents growing mm-hmm. up. I was the favorite grandchild until I started having a very strong opinion, which was pretty early, but a strong opinion that went against their their very strong opinions. Uh, and that's when it was like, ho, ho, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that. I'm like, what? I always been this way. You liked it when I was agreeing with you, but you now you don't yeah. like it. And I remember one time my other grandfather, super, still super close. My grandfather passed in 2013, mm-hmm. but my grandmother's still living. And I'm super, I, like, I've, I had to drive them across country multiple times. Like, those are the grandparents we'd go stay with for a month, month and a half in the summer. Like, mm-hmm. my grand, those are my, those, they are grandparently. Yeah. And so, yes, I made that word up. But I had to drive them across the country from Texas to Ohio. Mm -hmm. So I had to fly down to Texas and then I had to drive their car from Texas to Ohio and then get myself back home. Mm -hmm. That was a 24 hour trip that we broke into two days. (laughs) And at the end of the... um, this has nothing to do with anything. I'm just sharing the story with you. No, no, no. We're all here. At for the stories. end of the se- of the first day, we had 12 hours in. I'm mind you, their radio broke in their car. <laughs> so 24 hours of silence. So, Wait a second. No, 12 hours. This is the first day. It's 12 oh, hours Lord. of listening to my grandpa talk. which can be very entertaining and you know at this juncture in my life obviously I would give anything to sit down and listen to my grandfather talk for 12 hours but baby when you have literally been driving two old people for 12 hours context needed yes we understand so we pulled at this gas station I don't want to drive anybody anywhere for 12 hours with myself okay so we pulled to the gas station to get gas we're in Tennessee, 
-hmm. And that's the halfway point where we're going to my my grandmother reserve hotel or whatever. And we were like, all right, we're going to go to bed and then we'll get up and we'll finish the trip. So we go, we, we are about an hour out of, I guess we were staying in maybe Jackson or one of those. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And <clears throat> we get to the gas station and this is, I only, I took my phone out to check the time, see what was going on because I had been driving for hours and I'm not going to mm-hmm. use my phone while I'm driving. So I'm buckling up, we get ready to pull off. I'm putting my phone away and my grandfather starts yelling at me. Put that damn phone away. <laughs> like, so mind you, okay, <clears throat> everything that happens in this story, you all are not allowed to be judgmental about it. That is for everybody watching. <laughs> so at this point, my grandfather had also been diagnosed with uh, this ailment called just, uh, I can't remember, just something, his hands weren't working right. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go out, right? And he would have a hard time holding the silverware or whatever. And myopathy, that's what it was. Okay, It was yeah. myopathy. So he, so that's what, so his hands would go out from time to time, which is why I had to fly down and drive them on yeah. this trip. So, and then I know also in context that, again, I used to take road trips with my grandparents in the summer. My grandfather's road trip king. He's the one yes, who taught so us how right. you drive. Right. Grandparents sure. in general t- yes. taught you how to use a map, taught you how to use an atlas, taught you how to drive behind 18 wheelers. How, yes. where are you supposed to stop? Where are you not supposed to stop? Yes. Like, that's just the way of grandparents of our, our grandparents of the generation that we are, right? Correct. So... I know that this is a struggle for him that he no longer has control over his health and that this thing that he used to love and take so much pride in, he can't really do. Right. But at the time I'm 20 something and I'm driving for 12 hours with no radio. (laughs) So he yells at me to put my damn phone away. And baby, I lost it. And what's so I'll get to that later. So (laughs) I lost it. I was like, first of all, who are you yelling at? I was like, lower your damn voice. I was like, (laughs) so, so my grandma's in the back. My grandma's a passenger and I was a driver. And he was like, who are you talking to, little girl? I slapped the hell out of you. And I was like, your hands don't even work. You ain't about to slap nobody. And my grandma's back there like this. She don't see nothing. Me too, grandma. So we're like an hour from Jackson where we're going to get a hotel. And I feel a little bit bad, but I don't. Because I was like, I said, okay, I drove all this goddamn time. I got 12 more hours of this shit. I was like, I have been nothing but gracious. And this nigga's going to tell me, he's going to slap the hell out of I was mad, right? So we get to the hotel. My gr- They get me a room, and then they get a room. My grandma comes knocking on the door. Your grandpa feels bad that he that he yelled at you like that and talked to you. He just wants to, he just wants to feed you and take you to dinner. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I got to think about it. So I called my mom and I was like, I'm 20 something years old and I'm about to get my ass handed to me when I tell her what I said. So I told her. Now, mind you, my my mother has a complicated history. She adores her parents. But Mm -hmm. my grandfather was an alcoholic for a really, really long time to the point Mm -hmm. where we celebrated his sobriety like a birthday. Mm-hmm. So he was an alcoholic all through my mom growing up, all of that, which <clears throat> the interesting thing about his childhood is that he um, 
there's a reason why he started drinking so early. He became an alcoholic at the age of 10. And so um, he's always worked. He worked around grown men in construction from that age. And that leads to, but he also witnessed my great grandfather cheating and my great, Mm -hmm. and, and my great grandmother chasing him around and other families and so forth and so on. And so the one thing he vowed he wouldn't do was put his hands on his, on his wife and he wasn't going to cheat, but he was an alcohol was his kryptonite. Mm -hmm. So that led to a lot of blackouts in which he would get angry. He wouldn't put hands on, but that doesn't mean that you don't impart other damage verbally, you know, or emotionally. So my mom has a bit of a complicated past with that. Right. But she still adored her father. But I told her what happened in the car, just knowing she was about to cuss me out. And she was like, he said what to you? And I saw her snap mm-hmm. to a, or heard her, should I say? There was no FaceTime at this point. But I heard her snap to where I could see that that childhood thing mm-hmm. come back. And she was like, his hands don't even work half the time. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I didn't care. I got out of that one. Yeah. And I have to say, even with that, all of those layers and all of those things, I was on the phone with my grandmother the other day. And we had just had to laugh yeah. at that story of, you yeah. know, so it's, yeah, that grandparent shit is a lot. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I feel like yeah. I am. Cause I mean, and I mean, full transparency, like my grandma's not doing good either. You know that. And yeah, um, it is really like, it's like up in the air, like, you know, it's day to day and yeah. We don't really know how this is going to end up. And, you know, what I regret is that I know, given conversations that she and I have had around different traumas and things that, traumatic things that have happened to her, mm-hmm. you know, um, being diagnosed with all of these issues. My grandma would talk to me about not understanding why and feeling like her body was shutting down. She was trapped inside of a body that was deteriorating and mentally and emotionally. She's she still is all that she's ever been, but her body won't work. And, you know, having to surrender your independence, uh, having to depend on people. Mm-hmm. having to be cared for by people that you care for, all of these things. And, you know, other traumas, like, you know, my, my grandma's 90. Mm-hmm. Her her oldest sister, it, she was she was baby, the youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. And until, a, t- until 2018, her oldest sister, my Aunt Lou, it was just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Aunt Lou passed at 100. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when Aunt Lou passed... You know, my grandma has like one niece, uh, and then like you know, ain't lose children and grandchildren, but everybody else is gone, mm-hmm. and her feeling like she's the only one left. Um, yeah. Losing Brian, you know, she yeah. she said to me very plainly, "I never lost any of my children." never anticipated losing a grandchild and I don't know how to do this. And she expressed to me that she wanted to talk to somebody about it. She said that she wanted to 
you know, whether it be a grief counselor or she wanted some, she wanted help and tools and just space to kind of understand all of the different changes and transitions um, that she was navigating. But, you know, just being steeped in sort of convention and religion and church politics and, you know, what people think, you know, my grandfather is very much in that uh, group of people that <coughs> somehow think that getting counseling, um, you know, he they, they, they are Jesus or nothing people. And so it, yeah. it is very much yeah. like if you say that you're going to the counselor, then you're saying that Jesus can't can't yeah, fix it. Not understanding not, yeah. that. And I was trying to explain this to my mom who I'm encouraging and have been encouraging since we lost Brian that she needs to talk to someone. And she's just now, six years later, coming around to the idea that she needs help because it's not just her grief, right? But now she's got a, she's negotiating elder care mm-hmm. and being the oldest of her siblings <coughs> and having to make decisions that she never thought she would have to make and all of that. And so she's just now coming around to the idea and I was trying to impress upon her that like, my and I mean this is just me, but like my, my therapist and or the way that I view my therapy is it mm-hmm. working in conjunction with my faith. I feel mm-hmm. like therapy helps me to understand and process my feelings <clears throat> so that right. I can put them in their proper place, not be controlled by them, understand mm-hmm. them, know how to manage myself emotionally so that I can manage my emotions and exercise my faith in a particular way and so I try to make that clear to my mom and but my grandfather and he shut down all Mm -hmm. of my grandmother's requests to talk to someone because Mm. in his perspective he was like you know I was a pastor for over 40 years I've counseled hundreds of people I can counsel you I can we can pray through this we can work through this and I absolutely y'all know me prayer is is, has its place and it's something mm-hmm. that I value and lean very heavily on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, you know, just trying to help them to understand that one doesn't cancel out the other. It's Absolutely. not a zero sum game in that way. Absolutely. And I I regret that my grandmother uh, did not have the benefit of having support emotionally. Yeah. Um. And so even in negotiating this hard time that she's having now, talking to her and literally seeing the terror, the terror, the fear in her face, because she does not understand all that is happening to her. And even in that, you know, my grandfather is still trying to drive this and I'm I'm trying to work and be strategic around advocating for her mm-hmm. in all the ways, in any way that I can right now. It is just so yeah. hard because I'm bumping up against this generational. It's like, I gotta, I gotta like, I'm coming up against dogma. Like, like this is yeah. ideology. This is yeah. how, this is how he sees the world. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, can't see it another way. And can't like, like, Real, like I'm not, he literally cannot see it 
any other way. And for me to suggest another way is an affront to him. It's offensive. And so that adds another complexity. Um, And it is isolating. It It is heavy. And it is, I feel lost because I see things um, but I cannot seem to communicate them or even if I do communicate them who I am Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know it colors how they receive Mm -hmm. whatever I'm saying and so on top of all of this that my grandma is dealing with, I am labored by this layer that makes it really hard because we are all hurting and everyone's just, instead instead of finding ways to come together and support each other through it, we're fighting. Yeah. 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 And it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is difficult because these periods always lead to some sort of dissension. Mm-hmm. And they when, just all, like, they just shine the flashlight on all the family drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yes. Neon signs, like yes. oh, whatever issue there was before, now it's yeah. louder. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. in 4K. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that's difficult. I'm sorry. Um, you know, we were dealing with that with my nana passed last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and as listen, the the fact of the matter is, we're at that age now where, and that's so it's just ghetto, right? Yeah. That's why I said I want to talk about it, and maybe we still can. I think we can. I think there is a way to talk about some of those croissant layers. <laughs> Flakies. <laughs> Flaky, Flaky intersecting layers of... <laughs> of generational differences. Yes. Um, and navigating those generational differences and experiences around those generational differences. I think that's actually a very relatable conversation. Because it is just like, it makes this so much harder and it triggers me and my grief all the more because I feel like Brian left me here with these people and I don't have anybody to partner with. Um, Or to even sort of, because even like when me and mommy would fight or if there were issues or family issues, like, he would be my process person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he would be mm-hmm. the person who I could sort of say this, say how I feel, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't think I'm crazy. Was he, he would a get good, it. He was a good buffer. He would get it. Mm-hmm. And he had a way of. And I also feel like, you know, Dida is a man, and Brian was a man, and so they mm-hmm. had a like. There were things that Dida would receive from Brian that he wouldn't receive from me. Yeah. 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 That's definitely generational. And we could partner, right? So I could get him to 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 work on this on this side and mm-hmm. I can work on that on this side. And mm-hmm. maybe we can find a way 
threw it together mm-hmm. and not to be like, you know, backhanded and doing things behind their back, but you got to no, be strategic. No, but sometimes you got to get things done. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be <laughs> you, Sometimes you just got to get stuff done. I just, that's just what it is. You got to be strategic about it. Like, all right now. It's just so fascinating. And it's, you know what it is, you know, it's just a mind fuck when uh, these people that you have looked up to for so long and you still do in many ways, just their humanity becomes more and more apparent. Yo, yo. It's just like. Yo. <laughs> I don't know. Because, I, and I think, yeah, that's such, and I think uh, just recently I have got an insight into my grandparents' marriage that have Ooh, illuminated. When you start getting that information. How I see, and not, I don't just say insight, but because I, I don't know, like, all the tea, but you, but know, you, you observe you things. Can, you can see, you see yes. things and patterns. You observe and things. things and not always, like, even just, like, personality things. And um, you, you see things and, like you said, like, I didn't think of Dida as a man. He was Dida. Right. And I didn't think as, as grandma, as a woman or a wife, she was grandma. So it wasn't like, but when you start to when you start to see them as just a man and a woman and understand that the same things that, you know, grind my gears when it comes to niggas also <laughs> grind my grandma's gears. Yeah, and, also, and your grandpa can be the grinder of those Yes, gears. yes. <laughs> yeah. And there are times, and I mean, it would hit me like a ton of bricks. And yeah. I would say like, Tina, it's a nigga. Look mm-hmm. at what? Like, you know, you whoa. know, what, OK, so, you know, I was a I, I, I very much was a daddy's girl growing up. Like, for sure, that was my guy. You know, I told you this before when when uh, my ex called off our mm-hmm. wedding and our engagement, my mom shared with me the whole history of her and my father's relationship in which he did the exact same thing had a girlfriend, all of that. And I was like, you are a nigga. Like, mm-hmm. you are a, a nigga. Like, a terrible nigga. Wow, not, not just how me, Like, awful. my uncle, all of, like, my my mom's brother. Like, yeah. I sometimes be like, whoa. Like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah. Like, then you start uh, thinking about the dynamics of now. Wait a minute. Okay, so we have exactly. a new cousin, but mm-hmm. we don't have a new auntie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but auntie's still Starting around. To put those those pieces oh, together. Gosh. But like not like so like even um, when I was talking about my grandparents' marriage, just sort of like the ways that they made decisions, and like even how as my grandma became like as as she was sort of as her physical conditions became more debilitating Mm -hmm. and she was able to do like less and less for herself she had to literally rely on him more Mm -hmm. there were things uh that was um, was almost like she became childlike. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. he it would like it would almost be like 
you know that's a grown woman, right? <laughs> like you know, it's a grown woman, and mm-hmm. she can she can speak and think. She has an opinion. Mm-hmm. She has a perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, <laughs> there are like things about like her her dignity, and you know, it, it became to be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I don't think that he intentionally, but just sort of like in assuming responsibility for more, it just sort of came out in a way where we had to be strategic about reminding her to speak for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm. saying that it was okay for her to say if she didn't want to do something or, you know, and mm. it's just, it's just like the context that I got, remember when I told you in my, uh, I told I shared some good news with my grandma and her first reaction was just like, you know, I'm just grateful you can take care of yourself and everybody's not supposed to have a husband. You don't worry about not having no husband because everybody don't need no husband because you can take care of yourself. And now that I have a little bit more understanding of what she's been experiencing throughout the course of her relationship, mm-hmm. I see that differently. Like it put her put her comment into context for me. Like my grandma really respects that I can take care of myself, and I don't have to. I literally don't have to. Yep. Ask nobody for nothing. Yep. Which is which, then starts having you go down a path of okay. So, what did this? Because. What's in, I, I was talking to a, a really close friend of mine who was talking about her relationship with her father. And her mm-hmm. father's a very together man. Very mm-hmm. together. You know, not very emotional. You know, just a real lovely older Black man. <clears throat> she said at a, at a period in time where people were very much like, y'all don't need to be going to college. You don't need to be doing that. You, you, you know, focus on this he would very much buck the system in that way. And he's not a mm-hmm. buck the system guy, just this particular thing where he would be like, no, you all, no, go to college. No, get this degree, learn how to take care of yourself. Make sure you always have a way for you to take care of yourself. And she was talking about how recently she started learning through conversation with other family members about the dynamics between her grandparents mm-hmm. and how, her grandmother wanted to leave the majority of the time, but could not because she had no means of taking mm-hmm. care of herself. Yeah, and like so husbands, her father witnessed husbands that. Husbands were a means. Yes, yes. Husbands were a means of survival at one point. Yep. And then you add like it was a, a way of social mobility, upward mobility, social standing, class. Yep. Like even yep. financial stability. If yep. you didn't have a husband, you was going to have a lower quality of life. Absolutely. You were in a lower class automatically. For sure. You For know, sure. single mothers was not a thing. Absolutely. Like, like, you know, so it's just, and she, and she's like, I put that, put so many things into context and why he was so adamant, even at a time when other people were not and us making sure, because he witnessed his mother who was in an abusive relationship and could not leave. Yeah. Not be able to have that way of taking care of herself. So he never wanted his 
his children, mm-hmm. especially his daughters, to get into a place where they wouldn't be able to do that. But it's just, yeah. it's just <clears throat> as so we get layers, older, right? yeah, so many layers, man. Yeah, and I mean, my grandfather. So, like, I think, and it's also complicated because similarly. My grandfather was ultimately raised by two single women. So his grand his grandmother and his mother mm. uh, you know, raised them. Mm. And his grandmother was a woman preacher during a time where that was forbidden. Mm. His grandmother felt or be, well, I mean, his grandmother was called to preach mm-hmm. and would not be allowed in pulpits and churches wow. because she was a woman. Wow. And so he, so she started her own ministry and would do Mm -hmm. her own thing. And he was very much a part of supporting her. Mm -hmm. So he grew up understanding that society saw women differently and did a lot as a a pastor to combat and change and shift Mm -hmm. that narrative in the, in the church. So he was always an advocate for women's ministers and, made use his platform to amplify women's Mm -hmm. issues and talked about their utility. And so in Mm -hmm. that respect, you know, but, but not really understanding how these things, uh, are systematic. Right. Yeah. Like they're so, they're also, how the patriarchy (laughs) is embedded Mm -hmm. in how we think about marriage and how we thought. So not, so it's just all of these things. And I, I also get that I'm much more educated than 89% of my family. Mm-hmm. And so is it wrong with me? I can't I can't hold them responsible for things that they don't know. And I I do my best to teach and mm-hmm. not really but not even just offer, like because it's not even teaching, but it's always me just sort of saying, hey guys, maybe we could not say that because that's xenophobic or like um or you know like let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you about that one other mind fuck when you realize that your old religious family members are republicans fundamentally like bigoted (laughs) and it's like oh lord i'm like you all are right wing what the fuck exactly so so all of that so thinking of like how do we how do we do that and then again me presenting a different perspective they what they they think i'm a heathen right (laughs) which is so which is a mindfuck to me which is another layer because if if your family thinks you a heathen you can't bring none of your friends i'm telling you that i think that my there are members of my family who believe that i am for the streets Believe it in their hearts. I'm telling you, not all of them, but there are members of my family who think that I have chosen the streets, okay? And I go to church because I was raised to do that, but I've made my choice and it is not to make heaven my home. (laughs) Like, like, and that's just because I don't have no hair or because... Some of my best, goodest, my best friends and sisters are don't live don't live lifestyles that that they approve of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's it's having to be okay with them thinking that I have, you know, yeah, mm. and mm. still finding ways to show up and still be me. 
what's up? Yeah, you know what's <laughs> at least you're not the kid my mother was not the you are not a good influence on my child my mother was you are not a good influence on other people's children <laughs> that's another by <bye>, fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't be swearing nobody do nothing. But what's similar? What's crazy about our 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 experiences <clears throat> is that in our own ways, like you know, we know the differences between us, but there's a lot of similarities too. Yeah, no, because, very much so. You know, yours is a shaved head, mine one. is smoking weed. Like, well, yeah, and and I'm always the one that had an opinion. Yeah. Oh. I'm always the one that said something. Oh. I was always the one. I was the one that got the most spankings. I was on punishment the most. Oh, I wow. was the one. I was the one. I, me, imagine this. <laughs> me, the corniest of all, right? I was the one that gave them hell. They was worried about me. I'm telling you, when I, like, people tell me today, my grandparents have said it, not recently, but it was like, you know, Kia, I was worried about you for a minute, but you made it. <laughs> I didn't what think was it was I worried happen, about. Like you made something of yourself, and we was worried for a minute, girl, because you was. What <laughs> were they worried about? Meanwhile, I, I, I meanwhile, like me knowing I you, I'm like suspended. I've never been arrested. <laughs> I've never like you know. But there were things. But even but it was me wearing jeans with no pockets on the butt. It it was me. <laughs> It was me going to concerts. It was me having literally platonic male friends. Mm -hmm. It was guys who I went to high school with, guys who I knew, guys who grew up in the church, who I looked at as brothers. But Mm -hmm. there there were certain people who would say I was too familiar with boys or I was too comfortable around boys in a certain kind of way. And so Mm -hmm. there was a whole series of assumptions uh, associated with that. And so, I mean, there were things that was concerning. I was, I was always Mm -hmm. talking. I didn't get bad grades, but did I would say all the time, your conduct is terrible (laughs) because, because my report cards would say talks too much in class (laughs) is always clowning. Takia is clowning all the time. I know she got an A minus, but she just won't shut up. And so I was always getting in trouble. Your conduct. I mean, what is the point of being on the honor roll if your conduct is terrible? You have terrible manners. You are rude and you don't know when to shut up. <laughs> That's what they would say about me. And they thought that I don't. So wow. they really thought that I was going to go out and I don't know. Get pregnant and like. Who knows what they thought, but. When I, especially around the time I was finishing up at Maryland, it was like, Kia, we were so worried, but look what the Lord has done. Look what he's done. Because they never, they didn't say they were worried at you. I will say they didn't say they were worried at your dissertation dinner. No. They did not. They were very like, oh, Kia, I would have never thought. (laughs) They were were, relieved. I would have never thought you were here. I think my family is just now relieved. And you know why they're relieved? Because because I'll pay a couple of their bills. But outside of that, they, I'm not going to lie and say that my family was not concerned until maybe even up until like, you know, a year ago. (laughs) Do you have a job? What are you doing? And my grandma says that all the time. I don't know what Kia does, but I know that it's important work. (laughs) I don't know what it is. But But you know what? 
you know what they can never say about me? I am the heathen. I do outwardly, I, you know, I am. I'm not of everybody, but like of a lot. Um, no, I think all oh, my cousins are pretty raggedy. But anyway, I am the I am the one who's gonna call my grandma. Yeah, I'm the same. one who is I'm the one that's to, gonna show up. Yeah, I'm man. the one that's gonna foot the bill. When my I'm grandma the was in the hospital, I was going yes. and sleeping yes. there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All and getting up and going to work, and mm-hmm. and that's not For a sure. pat on my back. No, but they but know that's that just too. The facts. Yeah, yeah, that's just what it is. Like they know that they're taking care of my grandma. I'll order her food now. Uber Eats. You mm-hmm. got groceries? I'll order you some Instacart. What you need? What you? My cousins live in the same city. Don't even go see her. Same. Don't even don't even visit her. Like don't even go see her. It drives me crazy. Ooh, it's family. not that they can't. I won't say that it's not that they can't, but um, there are times and there are many situations no, they where don't. I, I am, I, me and my cousin, my cousin um, Ebony, mm-hmm. we're probably the ones that are best positioned to do that. Yeah. And it's not all the time that my other cousins don't have the desire, they don't have the means. But and, it don't take no means for you to go and it's visit. it's not their fault. Well, true. But that's I mean, what, like, you know, that's my thing. I'm not, if they can't order her food or do, but go sit up and talk to her for an hour. I don't know. Go spend an hour with your grandmother out the week. You live in the same fucking city. And I don't want to see your crocodile tears either when she mm-hmm. goes, because mm-hmm. she is tired mm-hmm. and she said it. So I don't yeah. want to see no crocodile t- tears when you literally lived 18 minutes away from her and had a vehicle and could have driven down there to go I see her. I think that's a fair, fair position to have. I just think that it is it is just like child, let me tell you. Yeah. <sighs> we got to yeah. dig into this. Yeah, we do. Cause on the other side um, of things with my other grandparents, I said, Don't get mad when you all have treated grandkids and things like this certain ways. And then when it's time you look up and people are not visiting you or calling you, you can't get mad at that. So it's just these complicated well, conversations. What my mama said when my uh when my when my dad's mom offered me them peaches in the hospital, I told you that. What'd she say? So like my and I, I and I don't say this, I don't I never I didn't have a y'all know I had a my relationship with my dad, especially uh, you know, mm-hmm. when I was coming up he wasn't around. Right. It was pretty non-existent. And so, but yeah. And when my parents were initially, so when we were really young, um, you know, there was still no communication, mm-hmm. especially between us and, and that side of my family, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, at a distant level, you know, the aunts and uncles that I, we would see at church from week to week, you know, we would see them, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have a relationship with my, with my father's mother. Right. Uh, my mother, uh, when, she, when she did get sick, mm-hmm. they moved her from South Carolina to White Plains, where we were all living. Okay. And she was in the hospital there. And so okay. my mother took me to see her. She was like, you know, I want you to, you know, just out of respect. Yep. Uh, your grandmother is sick and you should go see her. Okay. Okay. I'll go. But I did not know her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, this is so, your first time meeting her. This not my first time, but my first time that I remember. My mom said okay. when, when I was like two or three, we had went down to South Carolina. Yeah, that don't count. But I didn't have any memory of, of that time. Right. So uh, we went to the hospital. 
And I met I, I met her, I was sitting in a chair talking to her. And at, while we were talking, they came in and gave her a little dinner tray. Mm-hmm. And she was eating. And on her tray was some peaches. And she asked me, would you like some peaches? And I said, no, thank you. No, ma'am, mm-hmm. no, thank you. And I don't think, I don't know if my grandma heard her <laughs> um, or not. But my mom sort of leaned over and said to me, you better take them peaches because that's the only thing she's ever given you. You did tell you. And then she leaned back in her seat and said nothing else. Like, (laughs) it would be the first thing she's ever gotten you to get. You should take them peaches. Yeah, your mother held her tongue that whole visit. And she sat there very quietly. And But, you know, I went ahead and took the peaches. (laughs) But, you know... You know, I said all that to say, like, I, I didn't know them and yeah. I didn't have a relationship with them. And I, I do regret that. My my father's father died when my father was 16. So, you know, okay. that was not, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, it, but it, it is. Did they make a, but they didn't make an effort to know y'all. I can't say that they did. I cannot Which say so that they did. There were, there was one, my, there were. Uh, my my father had I think my father was one of nine, mm-hmm. and there were there are probably two or three of his sisters that I do have a relationship with. Okay. One in particular was what she made an effort. Like she okay. would ask my me and Brian spent the night at her house. Okay, and we went on a road trip bef- once before we had, and I still talk to her and um, my uncle. And so Respect. there's one that I have like I'm I'm particularly close to two or three that I have you know a relationship with even though it's not the closest. They did but make the, an effort to know you But the rest of them, I don't, really, I don't really know like that. And I would see them, you know, at a reunion, you know, every few years, but mm-hmm. we still not, like, pick up the phone and, hey, how you doing? Have you ever talked to your aunt about um, her dynamic with your father growing up and things like that and gotten a little bit more insight? No, that is something that I feel like... I I, I uh, would like to do. Okay. Especially now, since mm-hmm. I feel like I'm grown and trying to understand my father, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not really, <laughs> mm-hmm. not really doing well in in that. Maybe talking to someone else will help me sort of put things in the proper place as just sometimes to, it gives context not to yeah. where it not not to where it absolves them of no the, no no but to where it's like okay just information is helpful yeah it is it's just helpful it's just, it's helpful. just so helpful and Ooh. that's why i don't understand why people are willfully dumb but the days are warming up and summer joy is on the rise. It's time to shine with Black-owned products from Target. Adulting is all about self-care and we are all about skin hair down to the kitchen table on getting grown. So make sure you're protecting that melanin glow with some Black Girl Sunscreen, honey. One of my personal faves. Humidity-proof your hair with Myel Organics Sculpting Custard and stay hydrated in the summer. Heat with Defy Water. When you invest in yourself, you're investing in what's next for the Black community. You and the community together are Black beyond measure. Honestly? Truly. Okay, it's time for the honesty box. And I thought it would be good this week to, uh, we got some responses actually 
to some of the mailbag episodes from mm-hmm. last week. Um, and so we wanted to read one of the responses because we thought it might be helpful information, not only for Laura Winslow, but also for anybody else who might be uh, facing similar um, uh, struggles within yeah. the industry. So <clears throat> the email says, response to Laura Winslow. Praise the Lord, niggas. Hey, Dr. Key and Chef Jade, thank you for this outlet and helping us maneuver through the worst hood we have ever lived in, adulthood. Mm-hmm. Since the mention of architects in the career came up more than once, I wanted to give some insight or suggestions on what may be beneficial to Laura Winslow and my fellow architects. <laughs> Y'all are cute. The ugly truth is our education is based around design, whereas the professional field is to prepare you to become a licensed architect. That is not to say that the opportunity to participate in the design process will not happen. I would suggest expressing your career goals and objectives to employers so you're not blindsided when those needs aren't met. Mm. If you're interested in design, try researching those firms that will encourage that desire. It may take a few tries to find the firm that you feel is most comfortable, but stay persistent in your search. Also, finding an architectural community in your area may be helpful. There's NOMA, National Organization of Minority Architects, and AIA chapters nationwide. These organizations may give you a sense of community as well as a mentor. The world of architecture is vast, and I pray you find what works best for you and your mental health, even if it is not within the field. Best of luck in your future endeavors, your fellow architect. I love it. Such that's awesome why, advice. That's why we do this. Yeah. yeah. Such awesome advice. Um, and I love that about, you know, because I think that's a, this is a key distinction, right? A lot of times there is a gap between sort of theory and practice. What you learn in your educational program is about understanding how something was developed, the origin of a thing, how to do a thing, how it works, um, you know, from sort of like a conceptual perspective. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always, you don't always necessarily get the practical applied day-to-day, this is how you, like the everyday practice of this work. And so mm-hmm. knowing that is a game changer because when you know, you can sort of prepare and sort of think about, okay, so which side of the work appeals to me um, or do both sides appeal to me? And if so, what's the balance that I'm looking for? And then you can sort of make more thoughtful choices um, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. take more, you know, steps in, in toward really curating a professional experience that meets your needs Um and I love that, uh, you know, this is a community where we hear somebody put or see somebody put in the bat signal in the air. And if we got an answer or if we have some insight or some things to share, we will we will try to make sure that person gets the information. And so, Laura Winslow, mm-hmm. there were a couple of other folks, at least one or two more people who uh, reached out saying, you know, I'd like to be put in contact with this person or you can share my contact information with Laura Winslow. So we're going to make sure that you get that information. Absolutely. Um, so that you can, uh, you know, start to build um, your network. Um, and it really does start just that simply. And so shout out to y'all for for being such a dope community and for uh, helping helping one another because that's what this is all about. So we love y'all for that. Yes, very much so. So we wanted to share that, keep the community going. 
Uh, continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com and we shall move along to self-care. Oh yeah. I deserve Okay, it is time for the black person self-care segment. Mm-hmm. And my self-care this week is that I made myself a fantastic Bodega sandwich. I saw it on the Instagram. Yes. Oh, yes. Tell so us I about must. This sandwich, please. I will tell you right now. So on my sandwich, which was on a hero roll that I did toast. Let's be very clear. Now, where did I you had get honey the roll roasted from? Wegmans. Okay. Yes. Okay. Honey roasted turkey. I love it. White cheddar. Mm-hmm. R- thin sliced red onion. Mm-hmm. Tomato. Butter lettuce. Harissa mayonnaise. Oh, wow. Just a little, just a, just a light smearing. Mm-hmm. An imported Italian hot pepper relish oh, that I got from thing. this little Italian shop in Denver. Yes. Fantastic. Red wine vinegar. I use Khaleesi's. So Khaleesi sells this stuff called liquid gold. And liquid gold is her olive oil that she makes on her farm from her imported olive trees and Cold presses those olives. Right. Okay. Okay. So I ordered some and I do not let anybody else in the house use it. <laughs> and I don't, you should not use olive oil for cooking. I don't use it for cooking. <clears throat> um, I use, try to use it for finishing. So since this is such a good one, I only use it on like, you know, my charcuteries mm-hmm. or like, you know, sandwiches, things like that. So I put a little bit of her drizzle of her liquid gold and some red wine vinegar, mm-hmm. salt and pepper. And I did all that on a hero. Mm, that mm, sounds mm. like a dream. Oh, it was the, oh, and a little sliced jalapeno. I forgot I left that out. And it was delicious, sister. I tell you, had the right amount of of um I did like a pop of honey in the harissa mayo, mm. so it just had like a little sweetness, but then it had all that spice and the tart and the mm. I, ate that with a pickle I and some chips. Know if folks <laughs> really understand how like the ministry of the bodega sandwich. They don't. Um, they don't. It is It is something as a native New Yorker that I miss immensely. You're a native New Yorker. Yes. And I try to make it to New York uh, as often as possible. But, you know, there are, there are certain times when... You know, I go to the city with the with the expressed intention of getting a bodega sandwich because sandwich. I deserve it. You and, do. And, I miss and I'm telling for those who don't have access to the uh, the gift from God that is the bodega sandwich. Unfortunately, I just gave you, you know, some basic tips on how you can make your own a hero or a role, whatever your preference is. I'm and, a know, hero I'll type of this. girl. This is like a cheat. It's a hack. It's not it's not a really good one. Mm. But if you're in a pinch and 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 it'll and you just need something, mm-hmm. you know what we'll mm-hmm. do when I cannot make it to New York to get a bodega sandwich, the closest it's not the same. But mm-hmm. the closest that I Wawa's. No, I was gonna say Jersey okay. Mike's. Oh word? Jersey Mike's. You know, I don't know if I've ever had a sandwich from them. If you get it, you whatever sandwich you get, you gotta get the works. And but and they do okay. they do, you know, lettuce, tomato, onion, salt, mm. pepper, 
oil and vinegar. Mm. Oh yeah. So because you got to put the oil and vinegar. Like so, okay, so, so they're Subway but better. Yes, and it's you know the okay. it's, it's a more of a true hero role. Okay, oh, hero yes. like it's more true a true hero. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Much much better than Subway's bread. Um, but I'm saying that it is not. I would not. I would not say that it is comparable mm-hmm. to a bodega sandwich, but it mm-hmm. does put you in the realm. So it's not God's love, but it's somebody doing something nice for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Like a bodega sandwich is God's love, but a Jersey Mike sandwich is like, okay, they did something nice for me. It is, it is too, it is what, hmm, let me see. It is what, um, okay, it is what friends, <laughs> it is what friends is to living single. <laughs> you know, living single is the originator yes. of, you know, living living single is the standard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Friends m- may have been a more popular all uh, yes second second best thing next uh, best thing. I don't want to just say like Jersey. I've never had Jersey Mike's. I've not really watched Friends. Like well, I've caught. I will say a couple that- of. So it's, it's different, but it, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like living single yeah. is, is I'm talking about all the cultural things that make living single, living yes. single. Yes. And friends okay, yes. is about white folks. So, you know, yeah. it's not comparable. Yeah. But, but I see what you you're saying. You can see. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. came up with that on, on the fly. So I, I might sit with that analogy a little bit more and then come back next week and be like, you know what? I was wrong. But... <laughs> That just came. That would. That just came to my spirit. But this is what I'm saying. If you cannot I'll pick it up, what you're putting down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you cannot, if you are nowhere near a bodega and don't know when you will ever be near a bodega and may never. If you want to get around the vicinity of what we are talking about, you can go to Jersey Mike's and sort of get a sense of what we mean when we talk about bodega sandwiches. That's fair. Yes, and not Subway because I'm because be that's honest. just not even. Come on, I ain't never been a. I remember I used to work uh, at the mayor's office, mm-hmm. and there was this Subway in the tunnel that you you know we'd go and find stuff for lunch and stuff like that. And every time I would pass this Subway in this tunnel, I would get nauseous. Yeah. Because it smelled like baking assholes. Oh, wait a second now. <laughs> Something about Subway bread stinks there to me. There is a distinct... I was like, somebody baking socks? God no, damn, this smells smell. terrible. It's awful. I've worked in places where like the nearest... The only thing I had access to as far as lunch was like Subway. So I have had... Seasons where I was eating Subway pretty regularly, just out of necessity. Um, and so I feel like, you know, if you want a sandwich, if I want a sandwich and I don't have any other means of getting one, I will go to Subway. But I feel like, you know, to me, and this is, I say this as respectfully as I can, 
I feel like when I was a child, I was impressed by Subway. But as I have matured and have come into contact with higher quality sandwich experiences, Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. I can put Subway in its proper place in, in, in my life. Um, so I'm not, I'm not anti Subway, but you know, if I had to choose between Subway and another, and a a better sandwich, then, you know, Subway's off the table easily. Now I'm going to tell you what I did used to love in college. I liked Blimpy. Do you like Blimpy? Have you ever had Blimpy's? Oh, I have had Blimpy's. They are not bad, actually. I have not had them enough, but what I did used to get busy on. They quiz no subs. Yes. They got a yes. pepper bar. Okay, so you know what? <laughs> I did I did have a Quiznos season because Quiznos was the first sandwich place that toasted That had sandwich. salad. Yes. They toasted it and they had salads. Yes. And so I remember, mm. like, the toasting changed the game for me. And I used to really have, yeah. I used to F with the Quiznos pretty heavily. Because they put it in that conveyor belt toaster. And it just set it all. It just yes. set that thing off right. Yes. And it they had good so, bread, so ooh, that bread that ooh. would receive the toasting. You know, there's. You so have then to be when a, they brought the salad, yes. sister, they would put the toasted bread triangles in the. This salad. is what I'm saying. So I did, and you know what? I will say, mm. not comparable to Quiznos, but Firehouse subs. I've always been curious about them. I have had a Firehouse sub. That got the job done. It was okay. not as, again, not as good to me as Quiznos. But if I wanted a good toasted sandwich and was in a pinch, I would go to Firehouse and be all right. That's good to know if I go visit the South for any. I like I like, I like like a good sandwich. We've talked about this before. I enjoy a sandwich and a kettle chip. You know, I do. I do. And, a, and you must have a pickle. You a must pickle. have a pickle spear. You must. And not the sweet ones. No. Otherwise, you are not. You are of you the devil. You might be a terrorist. Um, when I, but I was looking, see, the thing is you get, you know, you be at home and we get spoiled with sandwiches. So mm-hmm. you go elsewhere and you're like, where the fuck do I eat sandwiches? Exactly. So when I went down for Shariel and Whitney's wedding, you know, that morning I wanted to like get sandwiches and, and, and chips and fruit and champagne and stuff for people to nosh on, mm-hmm. you know, while they just got themselves mm-hmm. ready. Right. So I was like, you know, people are not, they don't think about it. They need to put stuff in their stomach, stomach and like little sandwiches and little thing, fruits and things like that are good light things. So I was trying to figure out where to go. So I went down around the corner from her house to the Jason's Deli. Okay. And the Jason's Deli down there had a delicious chicken salad. Put chunks of apple in it. Mm. It's very good. Mm. Very good. I love a sandwich in so many forms. Same. I really do. I just, I love a slider. I love a, a whole, I love, I love a bodega sandwich. I love a, I'll, bitch, I will eat a delicious tuna melt. Like, oh, what? Me. Okay, first of all, what? don't say nothing. If we're going to talk about the, <laughs> the melts now, uh, I, I also enjoy a good patty melt. Oh, of the patty variety? Let me tell you something. I love a patty melt. Give me a good patty melt with some sauteed onions. You Give got me a to good get bread. the onions. Put the butter right. in the cast yes. iron. When you make sure it's right, I want my cheese melted. Waffle House, you know what my, my, oh, that's my, go-to. What my order is? I used to get a patty I melt. I get a from light me. pecan waffle and a patty melt. I used to get a, because, you know, I didn't breakfast, especially as a breads. child. 
I didn't break. Mm-hmm. I didn't breakfast. Me neither. And I so did not breakfast as a child. I didn't breakfast as a child, so I didn't really fool with eggs. You know, of course, I you know I Only ate breakfast meats. Right. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really fool with eggs and I wasn't crazy about like pancakes and waffles and stuff. And when we would go on vacation and of course, there's no waffle houses in New York. When we would go on vacation as a family or with yep. my church, you know, waffle house was like a big deal because we didn't get it all yes. the time. And I mean, waffle everyone in the, in the family would order their breakfast, all star, all these breakfasts. And I would just be I would like a patty melt and a hash brown. <laughs> Smothered oh no covered. i got the waffle too because i want to no, i didn't everything. get the waffle i would get a patty melt and i would get the the hash brown smothered and covered okay so i get them smothered and covered that is with cheese and onions for those who are <laughs> unaware okay so i get my hash brown because you remember when we were all at the waffle house yes I and do. you and i were at the table together yes we were happily minding our business, happily. eating our smothered and covered Very hash happily. browns, our patty melts, and then me with my light pecan waffle. Uh, and I also like to dip my Waffle House patty melt in a little bit of A1 sauce. It mm. just hits. Yeah, I don't use A1 sauce on nothing else, but I will dip my patty melt in a little bit of A1 Understood. sauce. Understood. Understood. I'll have to Thank try you. that. We just had a whole black woman self-care on sandwiches. <laughs> we just literally spent many minutes talking about sandwiches and I'm totally fine with that. Me too. Um, Sandwich. I was in uh, Nashville this week handling some family matters and Mm -hmm. um, my self-care was I had the blessed opportunity to go to the Publix. Oh, did you get some chicken? Strips. Now Publix is the Lord's grocery store. Like, you know how I believe that they serve Chick-fil-A in heaven? I believe that the Lord does his shopping down to the Publix. (laughs) And I got got some chicken. I had a little Publix sub. I had like half a sub. And, you know, just sort of walking up and down the aisles, just Mm -hmm. perusing. I was only there for about a couple of days, so I didn't do a whole lot of shopping. But it was just a joy, as always, to go down to the Publix. Do you know, I haven't had one in a long time, so I can't say post-pandemic, but even before New York City got a Wegmans, Wegmans used to carry delicious sandwiches. I have not had a Wegmans sandwich, but it would not surprise me at all Mm. if the sandwich is busting. I had a a breakfast sandwich from Wegmans years ago in Virginia. Mm-hmm. That just slapped me upside my head. It was so good, and a my good cousin swore up and down, that. "We're going to the supermarket and we're gonna get a breakfast." I didn't know about the joys of Wegmans like that. Yes, it is an experience. And then I Much went like and Publix. I said, "I was fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory <laughs> in Wegmans at first. Then she got me the breakfast sandwich, and I lost my mind. And when I Wegmans made a delicious sandwich." Yes. And my Wegmans is great. It's also because it's it is particularly black. Oh, yes. So the tunes. Yes. So when we Jade, when Jade came to the house, when Jade and Fran and Crystal came to see me last year, we went down to the Wegmans. We was just shopping and I'm just playing. I want to tell you, baby, the changes. I said, is that my Auntie Luther playing? It's very distracting while you're shopping. You want to know what I've noticed? DMV supermarkets have amazing playlists. Yo, and I mean, <laughs> it's literally a thing. And, and I think, 
you know, the Wegmans, we jokingly refer to the Wegmans by my house as Club Wegmans. Because not only yeah. do the tunes be busting, but you just might run up on a little piece. You'd be like, okay, sir, oh. how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me might find Might get chose down to the Wegmans once or twice, you know what I'm saying? Oh, y'all might need to go down to the Wegmans. I mean, find, put on your good leggings, girl, and, and get, lace up your <laughs> shoes. <laughs> And get on down to the But wedding. don't do too much because it's when you don't do too much. Yes. I mean, just and don't go like on a mission. Don't go on a mission, no. but just go no, no, and no, do no, your no. shopping. And you just never yeah. know what the Lord might place in your path. Huh. Sweatpants, hair ties, Honey, with no makeup on. It's giving like, oh, I'm just shooting through here to get some things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But pay attention. Next thing you know, it's your love story. Hello. I'm just saying. Okay, but yeah, uh, I got to go to Publix. It was my self-care. It was a little piece of joy during a very tumultuous week, and I am yeah. ever so grateful you for the Publix, man. I just couldn't. I just was like, wow, this is really a bright spot. When we take our girls' trips anywhere in the South where there's a Publix, I want you, I don't know, we go to the Publix. Like as an outing. Crazy. Like, let's get dressed yeah. and go to the Publix, guys. Yeah, we're in the deli. We're in the mm-hmm. in the. It's uh, an experience. Far, not it's the mood, pharmacy. What's the shit called? Yeah. Produce. We're in the produce. COVID yeah. brain. Um, you know, we're getting all the public sauces for the chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, we're just buying everything in the in the Publix. A vibe. It's a good time. Oh, yes. Well, let's get on to this uh, petty peeves. All right, let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey, honey. All right. My petty peeve will be brief. And I say this with all the love in my heart. But it's just been brought to my attention. And okay, I also want to say, you know, we've talked about how Oprah... And uh, I think it was Ava DuVernay. Like, the girls don't want y'all to call them Auntie Kim Fields recently was on the internet. <laughs> oh, did she say it too? Talking about don't call me Auntie. And I'm like, well, Tootie's been grown my whole life. So what I'm supposed to call you, girl? Tootie, like, Tootie. Girl, Tootie. The, the TV was still in sepia when like, we were first introduced down, to you. Like, chill like, it okay. on out. Chill I mean, out. and sometimes I say this with caution because I, it, I, like, it gets on my nerves when the girls, you know, do too much. It's like... Auntie is not meant to disrespect you or make you feel old. Um, but it is just about like, you know, we're it's the way that we endear ourselves to you and y'all just being all yang, 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 yang. Yeah. Even Address though, the fact on why you have a problem getting old and being called auntie. Yeah, it like is, I mean, it is a sign with of it. respect. My, niggas my call auntie. me auntie sometimes and I am not yes. now, listen I'm not going to tell you how to feel but I think it's done <laughs> yeah and some of my aunties are my my most favorite people in my life so I don't know why like when auntie became a pejorative but I say that I to say this some of y'all though have like I don't mind we had merch that said I don't mind when you call me auntie I don't, I don't mind it's not mm. like a, uh, you know, it's not going to upset me. I just want y'all to know that I know that some of y'all is 33 calling me auntie. And I just know, I just want you to know that I know it. Like, I just, wait a minute, sis, now. <laughs> Switch that on to cousin. <laughs> now, we could, I could be your big cousin. <laughs> right <laughs> I can be a big which sis. I get a lot of big cousin Jay too I yes, get that too and I don't mind yeah. but I'm just saying and I'm not this is not saying shade to auntie but I want us to be aware for ourselves like alright now 
If you yeah. two was born in the 80s, I'm not your auntie. Like, like, it's 89, even like, if it's 89, I'm your big uh, sister. Uh, <laughs> because my little sister was born in the 80s. Exactly. So You know what I'm saying? Like my youngest, my youngest cousin was born in 91. So so uh some of y'all I don't know if you don't know how old I am, but <laughs> but you clearly don't know how old you, you can't are. be 35 and calling me auntie like something about the math is just I want us to be a, you know and I know we got that in our families like I get it you know we all got an auntie you know that that is around the same age as our parents <laughs> you know like you know whatever well we get it yeah. our cousin that you yeah. know you know but these things I'm just saying yeah <laughs> It's not me saying I don't I don't like being called auntie. I'm just saying like now, girl. It's like my it's like it's like so my grandmother and my great grandmother were pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. So my uncle Ramon and my father are the same age, right? Like my my, my grandmother has a niece that's just maybe three or four years younger than her. Exactly. Yes. So they so my but so my father and my uncle grew up like brothers. They never my father never called him uncle. Right. Because he's like, yes, this is my uncle. I know that sounds crazy because we are nine months apart. But right. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not calling him uncle such and such. Like, right. And I, I, I'm i saying that I know that that happens in our families, but I know that you was born in 1986 and I'm not your auntie. Like, <laughs> I know that <laughs> I, I'm not. I love you. No. Very much. And we are family, mm-hmm. but I'm not your aunt. And I just want no, you to I'm, know that I, I know your, that I and am your big sister. I'm your big sis. I'm your big cousin. Listen, yeah. like, come on, cousin. Let's let's chop it up and get down with yeah. the get down. But yeah. <laughs> I just want y'all to know if you are 30 or better, I'm not your auntie. I'm not. I'm not, I'm your, not auntie. your auntie. <laughs> and I love you. And I'm saying that we still family and I appreciate that you see me as family. I'm just saying in the spirit of mathematics, I'm your cousin and we can still kick it down to the reunion. That's all. Yeah. I stopped calling her Auntie Tab when I realized that she is also She's my age. Like, like, right. She <laughs> not, and I felt so bad when I found out. Like, it was like, look, I read Tab's book and was like, whoa, would you look at this? Oh. Me and Tab is good Judy's. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, sis might smoke a blunt sis off camera. Is like. My, like, this is my, we was at high school the Because same I know time. her big like, tooth husband exactly. does. I feel it in my spirit. I we was in my, got we was, nigga blunt eyes. Me and Tab was in high school the same time. So, <laughs> dead ass. So, it ain't no more Auntie Tab. No. And I'm still no, rooting that, for her, but she's transitioned ago. from being my. Auntie to my sister and my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm proud yeah. of her. But I, I'm just saying, let's all age together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, you don't stop and I keep going. Yeah. The fuck is that? Nah. Um, my petty peeve. So I uh, came across a very detailed, necessary, um, but detailed uh, account of someone who is dealing with monkeypox. Mm. 
when woof, it was a lot to read. Um, and I feel bad for the young person who's going through all of these things. Uh, and I say all that to say, y'all be the fuck careful out Extremely. here. Because whereas before they were saying this is exchanged through uh, fluids or open sores or what have you, it is now airborne. Oh, great. According to the CDC. Jesus um, Just another fucking thing for us to deal with as we live in Revelations. But in this thread, this young person said that they went to the nail shop and the gym unbeknownst to um, them that they had monkeypox. They oh, just no. thought they were dealing with some sort of flu. They've gotten tested for COVID and flu and both came back negative and, you know, it just progressively got worse. But I said, you carried your ass down to the nail shop and to the motherfucking gym knowing you was dealing with something that ain't right. Like you were sick. <laughs> Right, you were like sick. you know, something is amiss, and you carry your ass down to where people share yeah because they foot say tubs and like tools like symptoms. So even if you tested negative for COVID and the flu, the flu ain't no hole. So you didn't feel good, and you still, and then all of the and not lesions. knowing what you had. Like I think what what's cr- crazy for me is like. You know that it's not COVID, it's not the flu, but you know you it's something and you don't know what that something is and you don't know wh- how that something moves. And you just this out here This person said that they were getting lesions all over the place they thought were mosquito bites. Oh, wow. And then, exactly. And then they got some in their ass. Okay. And then they were like, well, I deal with hemorrhoids sometimes, so maybe I had an internal whatever, whatever. They said it got so bad that they couldn't fart. Oh, no. That when they went to the bathroom, they, like, it it was unbearable. They would scream. I'm scared. For how bad that got. (laughs) I said, what the fuck? Absolutely not. Gloved up, hand sanitizer, masked up. It's all kinds of shit running around here. But I say all of this again to say... If you start feeling, listen, this is not shame for people contracting something that nobody asked to contract anything. Right. So all this shaming people for contracting stuff. It's different than people being for shaming people for being irresponsible. That's different. But do not carry your ass down to public places where you share uh, uh, equipment Items, anything with people where sweat and all kinds of things are involved. What in the fuck is wrong with you? Very scary. Very scary. And this is how shit is spreading all over the place because people are just moving about with reckless abandon. Like, well, you know, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm immunocompromised and I've had COVID before. I'm still extremely cautious and I'm probably doing too much, but I've been traveling and as such, like I, I had to travel to Nashville. I flew. Um, I was around my family and I was in a hospital. So, you know, just out of caution, I literally have taken a COVID test every day since I've <laughs> since I've gotten home oh. just oh. because I want to make sure that I am 
Yes. You know, I, I want to be responsible and, and not only for myself, but I know that I'm around people and around people's kids and all of the things that I have to do and, and it may have to yep. be around my family again. So like what, what I, I just don't understand. And it, uh, it is, it's lost on me how, and I know people are just so like, I'm just ready to be outside and they don't care anymore, but it's clear to me there's a new variant and now this monkeypox situation, this yeah, stuff I swear is that's what still I like it's it's still bad out here, and it just doesn't seem like it's like we're all ignoring it. Can we just focus on the fact that they still have not, two and a half years later, lowered this to an endemic? Is it lost on us that? Why this has not been why this has not been reduced down to an endemic? Because it's still a fucking pandemic. It's still happening worldwide. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. I have to look up the difference between pandemic and endemic. Because I I thought that so pandemic endemic means that it's it's reduced down to a specific area. Okay. Whereas pandemic is global. Okay. It's more. It's wider. Pan. Uh, you know, Latin origin shit or whatever the fuck. But um, yeah, that's my understanding. Now hold on now before I get to being too confident. No, no, you're. <laughs> I just remember. Um... Yeah, here we go. Uh, endemic um, of a disease or condition regularly found among particular people or in a certain area, uh, native and restricted to a certain place. Right. And so, um, right, where <laughs> the epidemic is confined to a particular area, a pandemic is when it is uh, not confined, it's more widespread. Now, what's the difference between an endemic and an and endemic an is, is when it's consistently present but limited, again, to a particular region, um, which right. makes okay, the disease spread and rates more predictable. So you, you're, you're right. Okay. Oh, look at. But epidemic, oh. it says epidemic diseases doesn't necessarily have to be contagious. So an epidemic, right, is an unexpected increase in the number of diseases, but it's not necessarily because, uh, you know, of a contagious element. Right. So it we're living in an epidemic. Like pandemic. you know, like <laughs> malaria, yellow fever. Those mm -hmm. are West Nile fever because of the mosquitoes. It contains a certain area. I think even. Uh... I think even when we were back when we were dealing with the H one N one, yeah, uh, swine yeah. flu, flu, flying, flu swine, swine, whatever the shit was called, uh, that was technically an epidemic, yeah. but it wasn't a pandemic. Got you. Okay, so see, there's not there's nothing wrong in sort of learning as we go, because you know, just make sure when you're not sure about something, just ask the Google. It's very quick. You can find it all. You can find it quite easily. Examples, images. You can shop for certain things that are related to it. <laughs> There's sure. so many options. Um, but that is another episode of Getting Grown. For sure. And I wanted to very quickly, I didn't get a chance to do it at the start of the show, um, but wanted to, just as we have every year, uh, when this airs, it will be what would have been my brother's 38th birthday. So happy birthday, yes. Brian. Happy birthday, um, Brian. We're still out here saying your name every day and working really hard to make you proud. I miss you terribly, and I wish you were here. I love you. Yeah, so this show is dedicated to Brian. Happy birthday, Brian. 
Happy birthday. Cancer baby, July 12th. <laughs> yes, indeed. He's going to be like, I don't know what, I don't know what none of that means. <laughs> you know what he's going to be like. Because <laughs> he is me. But uh, yes, that's what's up. Thank y'all so much for joining us through this adventure of a show that we had today. Yes. Uh, but well, yeah, you know, we that love was y'all. Twisty and turning. Yes. Lots of unexpected bumps in the road, but we made it through. And shout out to y'all for making it through to the end. We love you down. Continue to support, um, you know, the folks we've shouted out in the shout outs, including our sis Jade um, and Santana um, and their, hey. and their uh, event on the 23rd. Um, yes. And yes, let's take them out. Yes, and as always, please continue to mind your business. Not enough of that is happening in the Not world today. Not enough of that is uh, happening. Or we're minding our business in the wrong areas, one or the other. But mm-hmm. continue to mind your business as we are entering the sweltering months, uh, especially with climate change. Mm-hmm. Make sure you are drinking that water. You've got to moisturize those insides because they assist in the next step, which is moisturizing those outsides. Hit them ankles, hit the back of them knees, hit them elbows, hit between those toes. Those are very important areas. Yes, indeed. Okay, and make sure you wash in the back of that neck. Very much. Straighten it up, Buckwild, because this is not a soup kitchen. (laughs) But as we say all that to say, make sure you do those things because your black will crack if it's dry or if you don't straighten up that neck. Bye. Bye.